Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. What up, guys? Welcome to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. La Ruby la mandaron a volar a Guadalajara because, I don't know, I think she had to, like, attend a concert or who knows, Erika. Maybe the homo homies here, though. Yes, I'm back again in full effect. Maybe she's <laughs> just telling us that or maybe she has, like, a little sugar daddy out there. I, I don't know. Anthony, what do you, I, I need your two cents on this one. I'm over Ruby. 2018, <laughs> Ru Ruby can just do whatever she wants to do. I'm, I'm done with Ruby. <laughs> No more in love with Ruby. I'm done. You're like, what? Is it one of those things? Like, why was I ever in love with why, that woman? Why was I ever in love with that girl? <laughs> well, I can name a couple of reasons why. Exactly. You know. <laughs> that booty. <laughs> that booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was in her life. Why is that she started like this? Hi, Antonio. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby's going to kill us if she hears this episode. Oh, my gosh. So, listen. Oh, my gosh. You know I'm a foodie, Erika. And um, I am in foodie heaven, right? Because Trader Joe's uh, just started selling churro bites. Okay? What? Yeah. So, this is... They're churro bites and they're a bit crunchy. Yeah. So, they're kind of like... Um, let me see. They're, they're like corn puffs. Kind of, sort of. Oh, but they have the God. churro flavor. Yeah. They're fluffy snacks. Are they filled with anything? Or are they just straight up churro no, with sugar? they are the cornmeal-based puffs. They're baked and covered in cinnamon and caramelized brown mm. sugar. That's and Trader Joe's, right? And they're only $2.49 for a seven-ounce bag. Oh, my God. I love Trader <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> well, they're on, the, they're on a healthy kick, right? Trader Joe's or nah? Trader Joe's. Hook us up with some of these okay, goodies. give me some churros. We will be your live churros. test samplers. Well, speaking about food... Whole Foods just introduced the new TTLA Vegan Sandwich. What is that? TTLA stands for Tempeh Bacon, Tomatoes, Tomato, Lettuce, and Avocado. It's a it's a vegan take on a, on a brand new sandwich, and it's on a ciabatta bread. It's, oh. It's like, it's the crave right now. It's getting a lot of buzz. Mm. A lot of people are, um, are are ordering it at Whole Foods. And I think they just started um, selling it in over 150 stores. What? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You can't go wrong. Like, for example, those late nights when you don't want to go get tacos in LA or a burrito. And you're like, let's go to Norm's. Let's go to Denny's, right? Or <laughs> and what do you order? A BLT, BLT with French fries. I get the turkey club. Turkey club. Oh, my gosh. With turkey and bacon. Moons over my head. Oh, love moves <laughs> over Miami. Sometimes you got to just go and go have breakfast for dinner. Yes. You know what I mean? Like hey. that never goes out of style, but I love moons over Miami. Where do they sell that? Denny's? I believe so. At Denny's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can never go wrong just ordering a classic BLT. Never. Do you like your french fries with ranch or with ketchup? Ketchup. Oh, I like them with both. What Not about mixing ranch. the ketchup and the ranch? No. No? No, I don't like it. 
don't know. Ranch to me is just too bland. I, I like I like ketchup. If not, I'll do ketchup and um, a one sauce. Uh, I, I don't know. I like, a I like both. I like I like a little kick. It all depends life. on my mood. If what I'm about a, you, Anthony? What do you like? If I'm in a ranch, I like mine with ranch. Ranch or ketchup? My fries, both. I'll, I'll switch it up. Me too. You know, some I'll do ranch and some I'll do ketchup. Yeah. What about onion rings? Ketchup. Oh, that's strictly ketchup. Oh, sometimes barbecue sauce. No, just just ketchup. Ugh. I'll put mustard on that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like mustard. Erica's taste palettes are all messed up. <laughs> no, they're not. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. No, well, did you hear that get Snapchat? You know, if, if you follow me on social media, Snapchat is, besides Instagram, when it comes to video apps, Snapchat is like my favorite application because I go on my Roxy rants and my rants are good. And I, I get I go deep and I love it because Snapchat doesn't cut you off like Instagram. Exactly. Does. So you have stories for days. Stories for days. <laughs> but when I when I tell when I talk in video, right, don't my stories have a purpose, Eddie? Yes, they do. They do. Like you would people write to me, they're like, Roxy, you inspire me, girl. I'm like, I needed to go on a rant on certain subjects because some I don't know. I've come to the conclusion that people don't pay attention. But I opened up Snapchat the other day and it completely threw me for a loop because I think they just updated their app. And like now the stories are completely different. So you'll see like everybody's stories on the left side. And then you see that you see you don't see it like on the right side. And then they're all combined with the with the conversations as well. It's like, what the heck did you guys do? Well, Snapchat, (laughs) they're going into scripted programming. Yep, what? they're looking into becoming a scripted programming application. Nice. Yeah, and so last year, Snapchat announced that they're going to begin producing original content for programming at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Conference. And so they're saying, we're going to see how this goes, because if you think about it, Snapchat, they're saying, is the application that millennials view the most. So they're like, is yeah, this really going to work? Because mm-hmm. millennials' attention span you have to get their attention it's in very three <laughs> seconds. If what you say in the first three seconds doesn't catch their attention, they're like, I'm out. Ni madres. Yeah. Fuera. So they're, everyone's like, you know what? This might work because it's going to be scripted programming, but it's going to be short. It's going to be to the point. And so they're saying, Instagram, watch out. Okay. Facebook, YouTube, watch okay. out. Okay. 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 <laughs> so so listen, um, yeah, those are some current events. Uh, we had to talk about those hot topics right there. Little hot topics for you. Little hot topics for your Wednesday to spice afternoon. up your Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh we have our boy uh Eric Lawrence in the house today. You welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Eric Lawrence Frazier. Frazier. And right. I actually just met this guy. I met That's him right. um like what last week yeah. and you really caught my attention you inspired me you educated me in one night of like a few things that i didn't know and i was like you know what we need to bring somebody like you that's an expert in what you do to the show to talk about and educate our people especially our young millennials that are out there that want to invest their money or have the money to invest have a down payment for a house but are like terrified the way i was at one point so uh eric eric lawrence fraser you have a company it's a multimedia company that specializes in real estate and mortgage education right that's right that's right so i think a lot of times when people think of real estate and mortgage they think like oh my god they just shut down Hmm. and i say that because that was me right you know like my dad would try to educate me like mija invest your money you know that's your own piggy bank that's really the way to wealth and i was like yeah whatever and when you're young you're just like and i'm still young but i chose to listen to my dad eventually like dude i could have had like 10 (laughs) properties if i would have listened but you know you didn't listen i didn't listen (laughs) okay bad girl yeah bad girl i'm always a bad girl I got my, yeah, I, I'm good, but then I turn bad and then I go back to good. <laughs> no, but 
So you you have over 25 years of experience in real estate, right? right. That's right. That's right. And so you're passionate years. about educating people on like, you could do this. It's not that hard. I could teach you how to get into a house and boom. That's right. That's right. You know, I um, I relate to people who have not ever owned a home because I grew up in a family that didn't own a home. And so I know that uh, what homeownership means and what it meant to me and my family. When I got married at such a young age and then being able to find buy a home at around 21. What? That's, that's amazing. That provided some stability that I really believe that, particularly in our communities, Latino, African-American communities, we don't own homes. The homeownership rate for us... 41% nationwide. Here in California, it's 35% compared to Caucasians in the 70s. 70% of Caucasians in California own a home. 72% nationwide own a home. Here, 35% for African Americans, 39% for Latinos. And it's because we're scared. It's really because we're scared because sometimes you get real estate agents that are frauds, you know, and right, they, right. they thank God my real estate agent was a woman. I trusted her. She made the experience so easy. And then boom, before you knew it, I had the key to my house. And I was like, what? But I trusted her. Well, we're not only afraid, but we don't have anyone reaching out to us. That's the truth. There are very few, as a percentage of African-Americans and Latinos, even in the business and banking, actually reaching out and educating us. And so we don't know that we have the money, that our credit is good enough, that we can actually buy. And so we're renting out of ignorance and not out of knowledge. If we actually knew, in fact, if I knew now, if I knew then what well, I know now. Yeah, what I know now, right. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have bought, my first home wouldn't have been a single family home. It would have been a four unit building. But I didn't know that with only three and a half percent down, I could buy an apartment building and not have a have a mortgage at all, really, because the other three people in the other three units are paying my mortgage. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. That's what we're trying to do with the powers now. Every Tuesday night, I'm live on Facebook, and I'm trying to educate people with the, the programs that don't require any money down or low money down or no credit or even bad credit. You can get into a home. There is absolutely no reason why anybody should be renting. If you've got a job and you're making that rent payment, you should own a home. Because you're on, paying someone else's mortgage. That's the bottom sure. line. <laughs> That's exactly what rent is. Paying someone else's mortgage and said it should be your own. And so that's what I'm I'm, I'm passionate about it because I know what it's done for me yeah. and my family. And uh, it's made a difference in being able to, you know, I've been married for 36 years. I've raised four daughters, all with college degrees. And I, I, I can point to home ownership, making that being really the foundation of all of this. It really is. Of it's, how you were able to take your daughters to school, to how, send, like send them to college. Well, and not just that, but just have stability. I've had friends who have moved a hundred times just chasing lower rents. People being, you know, uh, not even being able to afford to rent and staying at home with their parents. And at age of 19, I was able to, in fact, I did that. I got but married things were cheaper back then, well, too. You know, things it's still, were a lot it's relative. Cheaper back, it's relative, right? Incomes were much lower too. So yes, it's all, that's true. That's true. Relative. It is all relative. Yeah. So I mean, when I got married, I moved into her house, her mother's house. You oh know? my gosh! Yes. Did, how did you that feel was... as a man? You know, because seriously, there's a lot. I get a lot of girls that write to me, and they're like, "Dude, they don't respect their men because they live at mm. they moved them into their mom's house, right, so they're living right. at their parents' house." And that is kind of embarrassing for a man, huh? It like, is very let, embarrassing. Let's, let's go like from real estate agent or from the expert that you are in real estate to <laughs> right. to you being just man talk, yeah, right? For right. any man, that has to be sure. a blow to the ego. Yeah. Oh man! Well, you know how what? did you feel? First of all, 
Um, I didn't feel good about it. But you know what I felt good about? I felt good about marrying the woman that I that I love. And my dad said, if she's good enough to sleep with, she's good enough to marry. Seriously. Wait, what did your dad yeah. used to say? Yeah, I, mean, I love is. this old school yes. talk. Well, seriously, if she is good enough to sleep with, if you're going to lay down with another woman, she ought to be your wife. And I come from a very religious background. And so I was in love. I wanted to... You know, get it going on, you know? Yeah, and, you wanted uh, to create and, and was, build. That's right. That's right. And so we got married. I made a conscious decision. I was in my second year of college and uh, living at home. I was absolutely in love. I wanted to get my life on. I'm the oldest of seven kids, right, in a house. I just wanted to get out of there and get my <laughs> life on. And I wanted to have a partner. So I wanted to honor my parents. I wanted to honor my God. I didn't want to get into... Uh, oh my gosh! Can we get more men that think like this, man? Good lord! You need to start. You need, you need to create a <laughs> seminar for these men so we could imagine if more quality men were walk like you with that mentality. We're walking around the streets of Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, wow. all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Wow! There would be a lot more women that are married yes. and not single moms because right. I meet a lot of women that yeah. are struggling single moms. It's like, it's how do you even walk away from humans you created? I, I can't even fathom that. No. I can't even imagine putting my dog in the dog pound, you know? Well, you know, it's just difficult to cope even just living in this world today without a partner. I I have never been on my own. I've never been on my own. I went from my father's house, my parents' house, to our house together. Actually, her, you, our, her mother's think, house Do you think that's a good house. or a bad thing, that I, you've never been on your own? Or I maybe, think it's a great thing, because I believe we were made to be in in partnership. God made Adam I and mean, Eve for a reason, right? Yeah. And so I think we were designed to be in connection with one another, with the opposite, opposite sex. Or, well, or whatever, today, whatever, whatever your, yeah. your preference is. That's right, that's right. So we were made to be... In community and, and in love you. with one another. And I, I tell you, I would not be where I am. I would not have achieved what I've achieved, bought what I've bought, if it wasn't for my wife. I give her 100% credit for maturing me because I wasn't, I wasn't mature. I was not. I was 19 years old. How, how mature? Have you ever met a mature 19-year-old? They don't <laughs> exist. In the, no, uh, I haven't. In, in, especially just... among males. It may exist. In fact, it did exist with my wife. She had a, a much more serious level, higher level maturity. And it forced me to get serious about providing, about living, about, about achieving goals, starting a family. And uh, I dropped out of school. I went to work at uh, uh, Dial Finance Company in 1981. And it changed my life. I was a pre-med student at Cal State San Bernardino, got out, went into finance, went back to school, got my master's degree. Uh, but uh, I was com- absolutely committed to being the father I wanted to be, the husband the I wanted to be, the provider. Which is probably right. what drove you to buy your first house at 21, absolutely, right? Absolutely. I wouldn't want to rent. Man, you're like, I, I want to make this rent. woman happy. I want right. her. You know what? I read a book by Steve Harvey. It's called Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And he was talking about a man... And I, you know, right. people can say whatever they Steve. want about Steve Harvey, but I like Steve, yes, you know, yes. like he, he's, he's a knowledgeable, successful yeah. man and yes. he's made his own fair of mistakes, right? Yes, like right. he separated from his wife and then yes. I guess he went to have kids and then him and his wife got back together and right. sometimes shit like that happens, you know? Life, um, life. It's, it's life. not perfect. Exactly. And, but this book, he said, a man cannot feel like a man, mm-hmm. like a, a completed, fulfilled man right. until he is able to, to 
fulfill all the P's, the three right, P's, and right. that is to be a provider. He must be able to provide, profess, and hmm. wait, um, provide, profess, and protect. Hmm. I like he that. said when a man could do those three P's, that's when a man feels like he's a man, like he's the one for you. He could provide for you. He could profess to the world like this is my woman. Right. You know, and then he also talks about like, look, ladies, he puts ladies on point. He's like, look, if you are dating a man mm. and he ladies, if you haven't read this book, go go pick it up. Act right. like a lady. Think like a man. He's like, if you if you've been dating a man for a while, six months and he takes you around his friends or his family, he's like. Let's just say her name is Cassandra. He's right. like, hey, 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 mom, this is Cassandra. Hey, Steven, this is Cassandra. You know, He said, if he refers to you by your first name, you're just another one on mm. rotation. Wow. But if he's like, this is my woman, this is my girlfriend, if he right. like, you right. know what I mean, right. claims you, right. then he's interested. Right, right. Oh, snap. We got to get Steve <laughs> Harvey on the podcast one day. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I love it. What were you going to, Erika, did you have a question? Oh, no, no, no. Erika's throwing up sign language to me. <laughs> Okay, so listen, coming back, this conversation is great. We went from talking about um, your company, The Power Is Now, that's really out there educating the community about yes. get your house, man. Like, that's right. Get your house. The don't power be, is now. The power is now. That's right. God, that is so powerful. But we're coming back because when I met you at this event, you were telling me about um, that there you could actually get a house for right. 1% down. And that's I right. want... I want millennials or people that are listening to this podcast right now that are thinking about it because mm -hmm. it is a scary thought. Yes. Let's be honest and real because yes. that I was terrified when I bought my house. Um, but it's possible. It and is. I know it's possible now because I did it. Mm -hmm. And so if other people, if I did it, anybody could do it. You know what I mean? So coming back with my boy, Eric Lawrence Frazier yeah. on Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Yo, hola, yo soy Juan Rivera, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Let's get it. And we're back, guys, uh, to Risque. Welcome, guys, to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. So my boy Eric Lawrence Frazier is in the house, and we're talking about the power of now. And I, I love that the name. Now. The power is now. That's right. The power is now. The power is now. The power of now is actually a book. That's right. Eckhart Tolle, and that's yes. more metaphysical stuff. We're, we're talking about educating people on buying a home now. Yeah. And getting the knowledge they need to become homeowners and are investors. And uh, you can become a homeowner and an investor at the same time. So that's what The Power is Now is all about, helping people to build wealth through homeownership. That's amazing. And and so what would you tell millennials right now that are like, okay, dude, I've been saving my money, but look, I only have like $5,000 in the bank and it's, it's tough because, right. you know, you got to pay the bills and this and that. That really kind of have maybe got the thought of owning a home but right it's like me the way i was i would get the thought and then it would just like quickly leave right and then i would think about it a little bit more as i got older and i'm just like wait like should i should i not and then i was like oh hell no right. and i i scared myself out of this opportunity like seven times wow. i don't know i talked myself out of it and i am not a fearful person i'm strong i'm you know what i mean like i i do my thing but I don't know. The whole thought of buying a home was so scary to me. Yeah, yes. Why do you think the thought of, of buying a home is so scary to the to this new generation? Well, I think to millennials, first, watching their parents go through the great financial crisis has scared a lot of people and from even getting into homeownership because they thought, well, geez, I, I don't want to invest money and, and then lose it all and go through the stress and the trauma of that. The other thing, too, is that the millennials and the young generation today, they're just... 
they have different values, you know? They have different values. Being put in, you know, staying put in one place. Uh, it kind of gets boring. Yes, yes. They want to <laughs> travel. They want to be yes. free. They don't want to be too connected. In fact, you know, I mean, in the baby boomer generation, people would stay on the job for 15, 20, 30 years. Those days, the millennials, you're lucky to see a millennial on the job more than a year or two years before they're looking for the next opportunity. I know I have four millennials Right, my daughters. Yeah, you know, and we're trying to keep my oldest daughter stay where you're at. You know, she's already looking for the next gig, trying to make more money, and, and but that's a good it's characteristic a great, it's to a have. Great, it's a great characteristic. It's a new age, you know, in terms of employment and and how young people view a stability. But here's the reality: uh, the more money you make, the more money you spend, and the more the better lifestyle you want. And so what happens is as they make more money and wanting all these experiences, they spend more money in rent. $2,500, $3,000, It's very common for for me to see people paying $3,000 a month in rent. $2,500, $2,000. That's a house payment. That's a house payment. And you you live in a high-rise and you have no backyard. Right. And you have to go out and it looks like a hotel and you have to put your trash can like down some little tube. That's right. To me, I'm just like... And you're not building wealth. I mean, that's the biggest thing right there. In fact, for people like yourself who kind of put it off and put it off, you realize when you bought, you paid almost double what you could have paid. Yeah, if I would have acted. Yes, right. And it's still right now. I did a seminar the other day in Vallejo, California. You could have bought a house in Vallejo for under 200000 Now you can't buy anything for less than 400000 in Vallejo. (laughs) That's like cow country. You know, it's right out there in the boonies. And then I'm saying, okay, well, there are people who are watching or listening to this presentation, and they're going to procrastinate, and I'm going to have the same conversation four years from now. You could have bought this house in Vallejo for 400000 and today it's it's 800000 Yeah, and it's going to keep going and up. And that's what's happened here in L.A. It's off, off the chain in L.A. You could have bought something five years ago, a home in L.A. for 300000 Don't try to touch anything in Englewood. <laughs> I mean, shacks are going for 400000 Four or five hundred thousand. Yeah. And when the stadium gets built, Ooh, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Matt, yeah. And then nowadays, landlords can really raise the rent if they want on well, you. Yeah. Well, rent control is coming everywhere to try to stop that. And it's unfortunate because there are, you know, two sides to this whole debate on rent control. As an investor, I don't want rent control. As a renter, I want rent control. I say get on the side of the equation where you can uh, ride that wave of, uh, of wealth building wealth through appreciation of real estate. And that's why it's so important for people to really look at, you know, the stability that comes with owning a home and the wealth building. It's worth it. It's worth it. You can still have your freedom. Stay there a year, rent it out, and then go move to New York move and buy to New something York. Rent there. it out. Yeah, right. exactly. And then, so, so tell me about this. I could get into a property with 1% down. Yeah, you can get into a okay, property Okay, I didn't even know down. that. I yes. put three, how much did I, FHA? Three, three and a half percent FHA. Three and a half. How right. come nobody told me about the 1%? That could have saved me a lot of money. Yes, yes. Well, actually, it's a it's it's a pretty new program, a couple of years old. Oh, okay. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, prior to this program, you still could get into a home, FHA, with no money down. Really? Yes. I wasn't told that. Yes. There are zero down Damn. programs. In fact, uh, most of the cities and counties have provide down uh, down payment assistance, right? But you have to have pretty high FICO scores, low debt ratios. And 
People don't know, though, that there are are programs that are not tied to cities, states, or counties that will give you the down payment. Okay, what are those programs called? Well, there's one called Home Secure, 620 FICO score. That's a low FICO score. Super low. Right. They will give you the 3.5% you need down for the FHA loan, and the seller is allowed to pay up to 6% of your closing costs. And so if you're making the right offer... On the property, the seller may give you help up to 6% of your of the closing cost. That's nice. So you're talking about no money down with the grant or the silent second from the lender. By the way, this is lender finance. The lender's giving you money. So you're not, for those agents out there who don't want to work with people who need down payment assistance because they don't want to Yeah, wait. they discriminate. Yeah, They're like, oh. They don't want to work with a county or a city. There are lender finance programs that will give you the money or give you a silent second with a down payment. Seller kicks in the closing costs. You're in with no money down. Now, the difference between a 1% down payment program and the zero down FHA is there's no mortgage insurance. And in fact... If you have higher FICO score, say a 640 FICO score, you can put 3% down and not have mortgage insurance. And that's a big deal. What's the average uh, uh, FICO score you see people have? Like, do you see more people with bad credit or good credit? Let me tell you, I work predominantly in my community and the Latino community. So African-Americans and and black. I mean, blacks and Latinos. And it's rare I come across a FICO score higher than 620. It's yeah. Okay, y'all. It's uh, it's, we need to work on our credit scores, you guys. I'm proud to say that my FICO score is over 700. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. With a FICO score in that range, so to get the one percent down, you need a 720 FICO score to get that program. And guess what? One percent down, no mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance alone is three to four hundred dollars a month. That's on top of property, uh, uh, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Now you got mortgage insurance, and so just being able to. Why does everything need insurance? Can my heart get insurance? Can I insure my heart if somebody breaks this shit? Like seriously, I want to insure everything now. All this insurance talk, it's like get a good man. And thank you, don't holler amen to that good man that is out there listening to this podcast right now. You. Uh, my soulmate I'm gonna make a telepathic connection with my soulmate right now okay no Anthony do you have a high credit score I certainly do oh you do do you own a home Anthony I do it's in in Columbia South Carolina oh all right. Anthony would you be offended if a woman asked you during a date Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what's your FICO score? Yeah, like, okay, maybe not the first date. You're like, damn, this bitch is aggressive. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, right. But, like, you know, you guys are going out, you're getting to know each other, and then she's just like, hey, like, you know, like, what's your FICO? You guys start talking about maybe property or whatever, and she Uh asks you, what's your FICO score? Would you be offended? Maybe if you had low credit. I I, I had the conversation probably about a week and a half ago. I told her. But how did I mentioned it? How did it come up? I don't know. We were just talking about houses and, you know, and. Yeah, just credit and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, mine is 813. Damn! What's up? Did you know the highest you can have? You walk into a dealership and get anything you want. No down payment. Well, the highest you can have is 850. He's almost at the top. Damn. Congratulations. And it went down. It was like about 828. Okay. Why did it go down? Did you go open a Macy's card? You know what? I did. I did open the Macy's card. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it went down a little By bit. By the but. way, those credit cards like Macy's, uh, Nordstrom's, Kohl's, their eight, their per- annual percentage rate is insane. It's like 25%. It's crazy. It's in it's in nuts. Yeah, Ruby, credit cards are not the challenge. Roxy, the, you call me I'm, Ruby, I'm huh? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
thought I was talking to my wife for a second. Her name is Ruby. Oh, is it? Yes, oh, yes. Oh, damn. I look like your wife all of a sudden. You see what happens when you drink kombucha? <laughs> Roxy. Credit cards are not uh, the Am challenge. I getting you nervous? Yeah, Eric? a little bit. A little oh, okay, bit. okay. So, I, I tend to have that effect on men. The number one <laughs> issue I run into in helping someone buy a home is a doggone car payment. Stay away from these dealerships getting you to finance these cars, leasing these cars. It is you're throwing away money and you are robbing yourself of the tell opportunity. Them, tell them, Eric. Tell them, Eric. Buying why a home. I always buy used, pre-used, oh, own vehicles. Goodness. I don't ever buy a brand new car at the dealership. Never. And I still look fly in my used car. Buy a used <laughs> car. Pay cash. Go to the auction. You know you can get cars, nice looking cars. They have a lot of miles. I, I I drive a BMW has three hundred thousand miles on it, so three hundred thousand <laughs> okay. miles. It's gonna break down. Honey. No, it's not because I service it. I maintain that car. I'm just kidding. But here's the thing, though: you can buy a nice late model car for five, for um, you know, with a hundred thousand miles on it for two to three thousand dollars. I'm laughing at an auction. You're you know, no, I'm laughing because man, like I'm I feel like I'm listening to my dad, like telling me these things. Like he, you give such good advice. Like that's why I wanted you on the show because I'm yeah. like, dude. Oh man, and I don't know if it's because I'm like in my early 30s and I'm just like, oh, just I wish just like I would have listened to my dad a lot more when it came to investing my money. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you're young and you got money to invest or not, and you have a dream of like one day I want to own a home, like it's so possible. Yeah, it is. But listen to your parents. Like seriously, don't go out there trying to floss a brand new Maserati and you live in a studio. That happens a lot in LA and in New York and world, whatever, you know? You can go to any of these apartment complexes and you'll see BMWs and Mercedes parked pool. And they're all your tenants, huh? Right. (laughs) (laughs) In Inglewood. But, but, right. But, you know, it makes no sense. Why do you want to have a six, seven hundred dollar car payment and you don't own a house? It doesn't make any sense. You're going to live in that thing? The reality is get your house first. And then when you're making enough money, you can afford that. You can go maybe splurge, but even still, you know, people, smart people with their money, they don't finance cars and they don't use their credit cards. And they they shop at the 99 cent store a lot of times. That's right. Smart people, you know, and so they may not look like, you know, all that. They don't spend their money on clothes and shoes and bags. You're walking around with fifteen, dollars $2,000 bags and you don't own a house. You're walking around with $300 Jordans and you don't have any money in the bank. And you wonder why you're at where you're at. The reality is, though, that if we just get really serious about our, our about owning a home, a piece of dirt, something we can call our own, you know, where we can know that uh, uh, ten years from now I'm going to have I'm going to have some wealth. I did. I helped a lady, single mother. Her name is Ina Ferdinand. Hey, Ina. What she up, bought, Ina? She bought an eight hundred thousand dollar apartment building in Richmond, California. Eight hundred thousand, single mom, single mom. With four kids, FHA three and a half percent down. That's twenty eight thousand dollars. She had enough in her four hundred one k to pull that out for the down payment. Mm-hmm. She got a credit from the seller to cover her closing costs and a credit from the lender to help with closing costs. So she's all in. Her her income on the other three units is sixty six hundred dollars a month. Her payment is only five thousand a month. She went from what? paying rent of twenty two twenty three hundred dollars a month. To being uh, a homeowner, right? Of a complex. Uh, of a complex. And now, still has money left over every a month. A thousand bucks left over. She's a now a first-time home buyer, 
and an investor at the same time. Damn. It's been two years now. That property is now worth, because she's raising the rents, a million dollars. Now, you tell me, where does a single woman making less than hundred grand a year in two years accumulate $200,000 in net worth? Wow. Oh, my God. Happen? Ina, I don't know you, girl, but you're my hero. She, 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 I, I've had her on my That's show. amazing. She's, a, she's an incredible lady, and she's already thinking about her next one. And, that, and it's so important because when she moves out of that house, at that $1,000 in cash flow right now living in the one unit, when she rents out her unit, that's another $2,200, three grand a month in cash flow. There goes her house payment now for the th- for a single-family home if she wants to do that. And you're helping people do this I'm stuff. helping people do okay, that how, every single if day. If people are like, okay, listen, this guy, Eric Lawrence, I, I love his vibe and energy like I did. You have very good energy. And one of the first questions I asked him was like, are you married? He's like, yes, I am. I was like, oh, that's like the question I need to ask men nowadays because I got to be respectful. You know what right, I mean? Absolutely. Because seriously, like I, it's, there's, it's really attractive when a man can educate you, right? Mm. With all due respect to you because yeah, I know you're a married you. man. Mm. But I'm just saying like when a man could speak life into you in di- about different topics, like, oh, mm. I just find that so like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you because that's something I didn't know. Right, you know, like right. I wish you would have been my real estate agent. Nobody told me about this. One percent down program. Nobody, you know what I mean. Like, I love you, my real estate agent. But still, girl, you could have, you could have told me more. Well, you know, I think real estate agents need to know more about the financial. They side need to of go it. through real estate boot camp. Yeah, right. Yeah, they do. They do need to know more about how to finance real estate and the options available with the financing. Get the money straight first. Before you even start looking to a, about buying a home, you need to sit down with the loan officer and really get that knowledge and that information. You may find that instead of looking for a condo or a single-family home, that you should be buying a four-unit building. Most people don't think that's even possible. They think you got to be rich to own an apartment complex, and you don't. Isn't that crazy, the perception that people have? It's so funny. I went to go shop the other day. I was at the Cerritos Mall shopping at some store, and this this I ran into a, a follower of mine, and he was like, everything is about perception. He was like, oh, my God, I would have never expected you to be at the Cerritos Mall. And I'm like, why? He's like, because you're Roxy, and I'm sure you're like on Rodeo Drive every day. I'm of like, course. what? Doing what? Window shopping? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? But so anyway. Um, Eric, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. It's been Mm -hmm. a pleasure having you on. Thank you for dropping knowledge to our audience. And where can people find you? What's your website? If people are like, okay, I need to talk to Eric directly because I have 20 million questions now. Yes, yes. Go to thepowersnow.com. Thepowerisnow.com. You can drop me an email to Eric, E-R-I-C dot Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R at thepowersnow.com. I'm live on Facebook. Please connect with me. Every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Do you answer questions live? Absolutely. I'm dropping knowledge every every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Okay, perfect. 7 o'clock. 7 the o'clock. The power is now The on power Facebook. is now. He answers questions live. So, yeah, you're never stuck, you guys. Ask questions, even if you look like an idiot. I look like an idiot all the time. <laughs> there are no I, dumb questions. There is no dumb questions, but, you know, I'd rather know than not know. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, coming back, we're going to be talking to an amazing woman who is a chemistry professor, and she's also somebody that I love so much. She's going to be joining us, and we're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be breaking it down about different uh, philosophies that we have in life, and I just want to... I just want to share the way uh, an amazing scientific mind works Mm. with our audience. Mm. Coming back right here on Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Hey, this is Angel Brinks, and you are listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, the show 
gets better and better. Welcome back, guys, to Risque with Roxy and Ruby, even though Ruby is absent. Hi, guys, this is Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably eating a torta ahogada in Guadalajara right now. Oh, my now. God, she's probably having stomach problems. <laughs> right, she probably, right after, she I probably... I wish I was having a torta. She probably got <laughs> diarrhea. By the way, you guys, our next guest is in La Casa. This is my girl. You guys have probably most likely seen her on my Snapchat, on my Instagram. I've known you for more than 15 years. You have some of my art that I created in your house. You're an amazing friend, and you're one of the main reasons that I decided to take the leap of faith to follow my dreams in Chicago when I got a radio opportunity in Chicago. If it wasn't for that talk we had on the stairs that one night in Whittier, California, where the girls are prettier, I probably would have been pregnant with like four kids and you know no, not you pregnant wouldn't. i probably yeah. would have had four kids and been married and been like ah, what the <laughs> fuck did i do but i love my friend vane vanessa valverde professor vanessa valverde Ugh. um you're so i love you and welcome to the show well thank i you, told you, you one day we're gonna have you on the show vane because i love i you know i choose to surround myself with smart people with like, beautiful women yes with beautiful women in all ways, not just physically, but like a smart mind, a great heart, an amazing story. And I've always believed that you have you have an amazing story, Vane. And so talk about, every time you share your story with me, I'm inspired. So I'm like, dude, I want the world to know like who who Vanessa is and why are you a chemistry professor and why you have like such an amazing outlook on so many different things because you're so influenced by science because you're a chemist you know what i mean you're you're a scientist at the end of the day so can you share with us vane a little bit like our podcast we like to entertain we like to inspire but your story you came from costa rica with like a hundred dollars in your pocket two hundred two hundred dollars I put a hundred more two hundred yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's more than some people some people and being can... wise enough i went to las vegas you did of course i needed to invest she gambled what, what do you think i was going to do with two hundred dollars and I end up with 60 cents. Ah, <laughs> you gambled? I, was, I wasn't even 18. In yep. Vegas? It, yes. And I lost it all. I had 60 cents on my pocket. So what did you do? So how do you go from having 60 cents in your pocket to being who you look are now? Me, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Take a Pe- look at me People cannot see you. <laughs> she became a Las Vegas showgirl. Now she's like... <laughs> yeah. She had another life. That we don't know about. No, but seriously, like, people can't see you through these microphones, mama. So, how, like, for reals, your story, like, inspire our audience that are listening. Boring, but what I did is I went to college. Boring? Boring? So you're boring. No, but the story, I mean, no, I, went it's to not. School. I went to school, I went to college, I worked really hard, and um, I got my degrees, and then I started teaching, and then things fell into place. You started teaching like what community colleges, mm-hmm. but what told university? What, what in your mind? College. What in your mind told you like I want to be a chemist? Because no, that's really nothing. I never thought about it. I just didn't know what to do, and then I ended up doing chemistry for the wrong reasons. My cousins were all females, and I was growing in a very conservative Latin family, and the females were always compared to the males, mm-hmm. and, which is kind of normal. And they were mm-hmm. playing chess, and there there was something so special about my older cousins, and they were going to do all chemistry. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that affected. And I think that played a role in me because I kind of felt like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. On top of that, on my dad's side of the family, one of my aunts had a lot of money because they opened up a chemical industry, so private jet planes and the party life. I think that was really my motivation. Oh, the party life. And then my father said, you know, I don't respect many people, but chemists are very smart. So I think all that played into a role into I go to college. I knew I had to go to college. I come from a very educated family. And I said, what do I do? 
chemistry. Yeah. I'm going to be better than my cousins that they always compare me. And I went into chemistry and it wasn't really my thing. So you were exposed to it so much that it just became a part of you. and that's You're just kind of like, well, if, if my family did it and I come from a family uh, of chemists, I might as well, might do, well it do it too. too type yeah. of no, 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 no. More, more so like, okay, I, why are they so good and I'm not? I have the same brains to do chemistry. Yeah. And then on top of that, remember, my father and my chemistry. So something about that, looking up, and money. My aunt had private planes and traveled the world. And so I think as of a little age, I thought, okay. You put it all together. I it all together, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, that's what I'm going to create with my life. Yes, I think that's that, those were the driving forces. That's amazing. Vane. Oh, I my God. Honest. Like, I'm, I love. With 60 cents in her pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and at what age did you leave Costa Rica? I mean. I'm telling you that. I know you're doing the math. No, I'm not doing the math. I really 15. don't care. At 15 years old. How do you leave Costa Rica at 15 years old? You just, yeah, Life you just happens. figured it out. And you figured were like. It out. And that's another therapy session. Because I had to get stamps to get emancipated against my parents' will. They didn't know till the night before I'm leaving. Oh my what? God. Yeah, but that's a, that's a different story. Wow. No, but that's a lot of people. Listen, there's probably people listening like, that's my story too. And that's how I, that's how I landed here. You know what I mean? Like, you never know what people's story is like they could be sitting next to you at a doctor's office they could be driving next to you you just don't know what someone's story is what somebody's going that's why i always say like approach situations me and my intern maria were just having this conversation yesterday always approach situations in a with the new with neutrality because when i think when you approach situations with a neutral mind you're less susceptible to judge that person cuz you're like well, what am i going to judge mm-hmm. i'm not in the positive mind i'm not in the negative mind i'm just like this person's neutral yeah. like let me just be neutral and i think that's like honestly i think that's why my gift of people opening up to me is so real because i am neutral you know and i feel like when people talk to me they know that i'm not judging them i'm just like tell me your story tell me your, like i want to know what the fuck you went through to be who you are you know like uh i love people I love people a lot. That's a fact. Okay, so listen, Vane, you Vane and I, when you guys catch us on on um on Snapchat or Instagram, we always have like the best conversation. Yep. You know? Um, and I love that because not a lot of people that you talk to in life could could I don't know, could shine like knowledge on you, right? And you know, we we'll start talking about beauty and then you'll talk about like the history of beauty and Cleopatra and all that stuff. But um so I was looking at just comments that some of your students have left you. We're not going to say it's not important where you teach, but I, I, I read comments like best chemistry professor. She actually cares, goes out of her way to make you make sure you learned. I learned so much. It's nice to know someone does care for their students. Um, I will take her again. She's a really good professor. I love her teaching style. It's unique and hardcore old school. Right. Um, It says, although I did not pass her class, I actually learned a lot. She is extremely hard, but will give you opportunities to pass. And more importantly, she's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I am funny. How do you feel, Vanet, like when you are in front of your classroom? Because, I mean, in a way that's you're a performer in your own way, but you're teaching. You're, 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 you're a teacher, but I feel like when a teacher gets in front, I mean, there's teachers in my head. Like I have a history teacher. In in uh, high school that I'll never forget. I'll never forget Mr. Herring. He made history so fun for me. Um, there was another teacher. She used to teach me math. Her name was Mrs. Morostica, and she had the worst coffee breath ever. Oh. Like, <laughs> there's certain, you know, and then there was another teacher. 
Um, I forgot what her name was, but she was my drama teacher, and I loved her because she was wild and crazy, and I loved drama. Yeah. Do all high schools teach drama nowadays? Yeah, they should. They should. It's they, part of the uh, performing arts I, program. I feel like drama and speech, maybe not drama, but I feel speech should be mandatory in high school because people don't know how to speak nowadays, or they're nervous to like use their voice, you know? Isn't that debate? Speech and debate. That's, a, that's another topic. But listen, this is another... Um, this is another review from a student. Valverde is one of the best professors. She's tough, but she's passionate about chemistry. She wants the students to truly understand and learn the subject, which is why she will add she will add you until you understand. Ask questions and participate. She's awesome. Yeah, so how would you describe yourself as a professor? I think that's when I have a human connection beyond what I can describe because really it's an art. I take it as an art to teach chemistry. Yeah, like it has when a I think very of bad chemistry, reputa- it has a bad reputation. When I think of chemistry, I think like difficult. It, exactly. Difficult, right? Exactly, Instantly. Exactly. And that's due to bad professors. People that are teaching should be good. And if, if, if you know a subject, you can teach it. And, and, and what I do in there, and I take it as a challenge, is I walk in there. Never scripted. Never, ever. So Snapchat is going to drop me because I'm not a scripted, right? No, nobody's scripted on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're going to do scripted. Exactly. We're talking about scripted exactly. uh, programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll rewind, okay? Yeah, she pays attention. So um, really, to me, it's just an art. I'm there improvising, and my, my dream is to connect to all, to empower all, and to turn them into chemistry. And last semester was amazing because I always have something called Hot Topics. And this is university transferable courses and hot I, topics what are your hot topics are you like Wendy I don't know. Williams? every semester, every, every, oh semester every semester i allocate a certain percentage of the grade to hot topics whatever comes to mind like what what is i don't your- know like last semester i had students do presentation the semester before i had students uh, read a poem called desiderata or oh, the book you and gave find me the, the poem i gave you. the poem you gave me i'm sorry and, and i have them find the chemistry on it and last semester was the highest ever I had him, because I didn't have time to grade, I had him prepare a topic that you like. Choose something that you're passionate about and find the chemistry in it. Because chemistry is everywhere. Chemistry is the yeah, language of God. Yeah, how would you simplify chemistry? Yeah, it's the language of say, God. Because I'm thinking science no, and no, stuff no, no, like no, that. No, 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 Chemistry is the language of God. Chemistry is understanding why is the universe the way it is. It's the language of God. It's understanding God's language but how could you ever understand how the universe take is my the way class it is? and you'll understand okay how, how much time do we have we got a semester here no no we have a few minutes to talk about how could you ever understand you can never take fully, chemistry you can never fully understand the way the universe and the planet works yes we can how can you give it's us a brief thermo- synopsis oh my god it's called thermodynamics okay thermodynamics thermodynamics. thermodynamics no i can't explain thermodynamics if you don't have the basis thermodynamics has a trilogy like father son holy spirit uh-huh. it's called entropy Enthalpy and free energy, but that's another conversation. Yeah, we're gonna lose people if we yeah, get I, too I scientific. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I love, I love, you know, I feel like everything you when we talk, when we have these deep conversations about life and about, you know, just the things that we go truth. through as women, truth, right? Like you always have the most unique input because I think like your mind works so, you know, you're you're a scientist, so you everything is broken down in science, but it makes sense, like you said. Chemistry is the language of God. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying, that that correlation that you make. So 
a lot of times I've talked to Vane in moments of confusion and she makes me get clarity of like, oh my God, like, so what I am thinking is not crazy. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I've ever told you that, Vane, to your face, but a lot of times in moments we talk, like, you give me clarity on like what I got to do or what I don't got to do. You know what I mean? was her BFF. (laughs) (laughs) No, but listen, so, so let's go, let's, let's talk about relationships, you know, because we, 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 we love relationships, relationships, there's relationships at work, there's relationships with significant others, there's, um, all kinds of interesting relationships out there to say the least. Um, is, is one person for the rest of your life, a natural state of human condition? No. And oh, no. Why? Why? Okay. Why or what do I base my answer? Yeah, what do you base your your answer on? First of all, historically speaking. Because we live in a society that everyone's like monogamous and everyone believes in monogamy. We live in a cheating, monogamous society. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. Por supuesto. So, historically speaking. So you're saying this is an illusion? No, no, no. It's not an illusion. It's a formality. It's a document. It's an institution. But the natural state of human beings based on history, chemistry, based on chemistry is an addiction. That an, an addiction that you overcome. But based on history, if you think about it, 73 to 93 of the world societies have been polygamous. Monogamy came to the Western world through the Romans who stole it from the Greeks. And the Greeks, if you guys ever read the Iliad by Homer, Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even then, there was polygamy. Monogamy became part of society two generations after the Eliot of Homer, which then it got, it came to the Western world through the Romans. And the Romans, we know, stole everything from the Greeks. And you know what? It's very interesting. There's a direct relationship to wine drinking and monogamy. What? What? Yep. What, what is the direct relation? They both came from the Roman, borrowed from the Greeks. This monogamy and wine drinking is allowed. Polygamy is tea sipping. Polygamy is tea sipping? Yeah, okay. So. Oh okay, my God, that's break, crazy. Break, yeah, it, break, down, break, break it, down, it down. Break it down, okay? Oh, la puta. <laughs> <laughs> so 73 to 93. That's the one is Central American coming out. Have been polyamorous i will say we have polyandry yes. which is when a woman marries many men something i couldn't handle wait more. what is that called polyandry wow polyandry okay polyandria. okay polyandria polyandry okay okay so talk wait, about wait, that but okay the natural state of human beings is polyamorous we cannot mate with one person forever history shows listen japan and china this concept of of the institution of marriage, one person to one person, is very new. Japan became a monogamous society in 1880, China in 1950. 1950? 1950, hello. 73 wow. to 93% of human societies have been poly. Amorous. Polygamous, polyamorous, yeah. uh, whatever. Same thing. Oh my or they're gosh. monogamous with affairs. Same shit. It's not the natural state of human beings because attractions and the sustaining in a relationship have its chemical basis. And if those chemicals run out, you're the whole this. Not only that, yeah, of course. At the beginning, your dopamine level increases. Dopamine is what you take when you have con- cocaine consumption or. And how do you sugar. think that you maintain that? No, that you how do you maintain that excitement? You can't. It, it dopamine just, comes up, which in women start 
shooting up and then it's another oxytocin 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 start raising up which is the same hormone that women secrete when they're breastfeeding mm-hmm. and that's associated with human attachment and men serotonin is different for men actually you know what that's why men can commit as easy as women that's what they say steve harvey you guys talk to steve yeah harvey. act like a lady think like a man he says a rule about don't sleep with your man till some 90 days is what he says he, yeah a- he says uh, like 11 dates well, no not steve harvey that's, a, that's a 90 days 90 days 90 so days. three, months. Is, yeah, three yeah. months yeah 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 but there's scientific basis for that what why because for men oxytocin which is the chemical that relates to attachment the one that women release when they're yeah, nursing oxy- that drops down heat ground floor after orgasm for men and is hindered by testosterone. Mm. So that's why the grandma and Steve Harvey, I don't know if he did any research, is saying, don't sleep with your mom with your mom. With your ne- with- <laughs> never sleep with your mom. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. God. <laughs> don't sleep so, with <laughs> don't know, sleep Rex. with a man. If you want if, don't sleep with a man. Wait, you sleep with a man when the man has developed commitment, and that's what exocytosin does. But testosterone kills that. Damn. For a man, it's vasopressin, so and a, it's different. It's a whole different story. So a, whole, a lot of these books are based on scientific evidence. I don't know if you know what he was talking about, but scientific evidence means observation. He, as a man, probably noticed that, hey, you know what? We love the woman and don't put out immediately because the moment that you hit the orgasm, you meet a man, you sleep with him. The interest kind of goes okay, away. Okay, wait. For woman, exocytosin goes up after orgasm. So you fall in love and the man is like, over it, yeah. over it. Yeah. Can't develop, can develop okay. attachment. I got to tell Quite you though, there's some women that are developing that too because there's a lot of women nowadays that are developing unattachment to men too. And that's kind of crazy. I don't know if that's like the air we're breathing. Base, yeah. Chemical base. But listen, coming back, I told you guys, Vane has the most amazing... Uh, input when it comes to different like topics but it's, it's not even amazing it's just it's just like I feel like a lot of what you say is scientific bro- it's like scientific based <laughs> it's it about to get risqueer in just proof. a minute yeah it we're coming proof. back talking about proof. topics like uh, does death exist hold on don't answer that um, afterlife and reincarnation right and ghost aliens mythical creatures and your thoughts on cheating Okay, we're coming back on risk. And of course, if the homo homie and Anthony have any questions, Anthony's like ready. You're, I'm glued. You're oh, glued. Oh, you sh- oh, you should have heard the comments off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming back. It's risk with Roxy and Ruby. Hey, this is Rosa Acosta, and you're listening to Escape with Roxy and Ruby on CBS Play That Hit. And we're back, guys, with uh, Risque, Roxy, and Ruby. And we have our I'm special guest. I'm taking movies, I know you are. <laughs> Vanessa Valverde, uh, chemistry professor, one of the best chemistry professors in Southern California. And I-, I just think it's so interesting because you don't really meet a lot of women that tell you, I'm a chemist. This is what I do for a living. I'm a professor, and I love it, and I'm good at it. And you are. I mean, I'm tooting your own horn for you. I don't want people to think, like, <laughs> Vanessa is cocky and stuff. But, good. but you should be so proud because you are... One of the Latinas like leading the way when it comes to the chemistry and how you break it down to be so understandable. Because when I think of chemistry, I think of the big chart. I think of H2O. I think of, you know, listen, let me tell you a chemistry story of when I was in high school. I don't think you know this story, Vane, but I had a chemistry professor. His name was Mr. Burns. Yeah, like like <laughs> Mr. Okay, Burns or Mr. or Mr. Buns. <laughs> One of those. But this man, I don't think he liked me. 
because every time <laughs> this is high school, this is not college or university. <laughs> every time yo era una perica en la escuela. Like no, I hombres, love no, le creo. no, really? I don't believe you. <laughs> I love people. So no I was always like way. talking and, no. and you know, interviewing people half the time. Keep it real, keep it real. Seriously. Keep it real. No, and I don't so believe you. Every I swear, it felt like every day of the year he kicked me out of class. Because Damn. he was like, he would call me by my last name, Cordova, out. Like, it started becoming militaristic. And I'm like, dude, he was like, every time I turn to you, you're talking. Every single time. And and it was like, I, I was like, okay. And I would, you know, I, I got a D minus in that class. And you know what? One day I was so mad. I said, you know what, Mr. Buns? I'm going to get paid to talk one day. As Ooh. much as you kick me out, I'm going to get paid to talk one day. I don't like chemistry. I'm so uninterested in what you're teaching me. So that's why I think I like I admire what you yeah, teach. Like, hijo de gran puta, mira. Yeah, aquí está hablando en el... You know what Rock, I mean? Risque con Ruby and Roxy. Roxy. <laughs> yeah, so that's my thing is like, is, is you know, I, I never was drawn to chemistry. But I think that's because chemistry was presented by people. That who shouldn't present it. Yeah. Be yeah. shot. Yeah. That should be the most guarded position. Because we have teachers, you got to make it simple. Yeah, you got to simplify you gotta really, it. You got to teach it like it is, because it's very simple. Damn. Very what? simple. Because you teach very, it every day. Very simple. So, so Vane, you and I have had the conversation before about death, right? And I remember one time we were talking about death, and I don't know what I was going through, but we were talking about death, and you were like, you know, you know, uh, death doesn't exist. And I'm like, what do you mean death doesn't exist? It's, it, of course it does. There's people that die every day. And you're like, you broke death down to me in a way that nobody had ever broken down death, death to me. Death is an illusion. Because there's two laws, conservation of energy and conservation of matter. What are you? Matter? You're matter? I am thicker than a snicker. Matter? Matter? <laughs> I am wait, matter. Wait, wait, wait. I'm still retaining some of my chemistry, so yeah, I remember when that. You, what are you, matter? <gasps> matter? You, ah! Ay, <laughs> we puta, se me regó el whisky, se acabó la fiesta. No, 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 para nada. Okay, so go ahead. So, in energy, too, energy doesn't die. There's two laws, fundamental laws in this universe, conservation of matter and conservation of energy. You are energy, your love, your emotions, your thoughts. And your matter, your body mass, you get onto the scale. Uh-huh. If both of them... And I cry when I get on a scale. I'm like, <laughs> I need to get on the ATG diet And there's ASAP. chemistry to tires, too. To tears. So, if neither matter or energy can be destroyed or created, how can death be possible? So, mm. I mean, I know it's an illusion, but a God. I mean, the only people that know that death is real is the people that are left here suffering, Right. Even though it's an illusion, I get what you're saying. It's energy. So do you? Okay, so but, but but that's because they have they have taught us wrong. I mean, we've been brainwashed by Christians, by the modern religions. Remember, for example, monogamy. What do Christians tell you? What did this guy say previous to me? The I guess that. Uh, what did he say, Eric? He said, "Well, I love one woman, and God created me, and he created her for me." Right. Bullshit. Why? <laughs> Because in the Bible, let's let's take the first few books of the Bible. Okay. David, five wives, five wives. Jacob, eighteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it was it was Solomon. In Solomon, seven hundred wives. Oh my God! And it wasn't enough. Three hundred concubines. Oh my God! So religion, really? I mean, you see what I'm saying? Religion yeah, yeah. came to us, and they because it, that's. If Christianity hadn't been born in the Eastern Rome, monogamy wouldn't have spread to the Western world. 
Oh Christianity brought here because the Roman Empire died. How come monogamy kept propagating in the Western world? Because of the Christian. Because of the Christian, yeah. Because More of Northern East Rome, a religion was born, of course, out of the Roman and for the Romans, which invented government. They were great at laws and government. Yeah, and but that's what, I mean, the, imagine a world, though, Vane, where there is no order. Imagine if we lived in a world where there was no order. We like I mean, are, some, we are in an in a world where there's no order. That's a delusion. That's an illusion. That's there's order in chaos. Mm -hmm. Chaos. To, chaos is organized. The universe organized is chaos. wise. The oh universe is wise. And and the, some of the leaders are wise too. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? Because we are yeah, programmed like to think that they, everything is order because of what has already been written, what we're based out of. But in actuality, not there's really nothing. Like she said, like it's just there's no order. We're just in chaos. And yeah, it's, there's no written thing. There's no legit thing that says, oh, you have to do this, have to do this. No. I mean, don't. there is. No, there's no, contracts. I, I, I'm there's getting, laws. I'm Only abide by here. the laws of what that's we live in of the, the land. Yes. 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 Abiding by those laws. That, but that's not the natural state of humans and animals. Do you guys know that there's only 3% of mammals that appear to be monogamous? And somebody was like, well, how about the birds? What? Bird, uh, 95% of the birds' kingdom made and paired for the mating season with one and one only. DNA testing shows that only 25% of the offsprings belong to the birds that is guiding the nest. And the reason why it hadn't been observed before is because women, women, females, females migrate at nighttime to go copulate with other birds. Oh, damn. What? Uh -huh. oh, yes. Female birds, they, they escape the nest? They migrate about for 11 minutes at nighttime. Because they, everybody said, oh, how about birds? Birds are monogamous. That's not the natural condition. When you say birds, I'm, think, I'm thinking about penguins. Penguins are birds. Well, they say they that are, they're birds. They are birds. And then there's lobsters that are supposed to be monogamous. I mean, they mate for life. No. Lobsters? About lobsters. Yes. No. Lobsters mate for life. They're no. supposedly. No. No, no, no. They mate for life if they grab them and put in a pool of water and then fry them for us to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that, was their, that was their life thing. That fucking lobster <laughs> was pregnant. Yeah. Hello, lobsters. No. Oh, my gosh. No. I love lobsters. Okay, so break it down then. So that what uh, this bird thing, what's going on then? No, no, listen, hold on. I want to know, okay, so we're talking about death, right? So <laughs> what what are your thoughts on, on uh, afterlife and reincarnation? Because I do believe that we we do reincarnate. You know, I believe that a lot of us, like, have had a previous lives. This is why we get deja vu. And I want to talk about, like, break down deja vu scientifically for us. Because I think a lot of people ask themselves, like, why am I getting deja vu as I walk down this hallway? You just told me that when I went to the restroom. You know what I mean? So it's like what creates deja vu but afterlife and reincarnation i've always said i feel like i was a man in my previous life and i came here as a woman to try to fulfill and i met this gypsy woman that told me that i was i was a man before i was successful but i wasn't successful in love and that i reincarnated as a woman in this lifetime that i am to to complete that and i'm like shit i don't i don't think this life is going to be enough cuz i still haven't found my soulmate you know what i mean but i'm like okay i'm not giving up hope let me not cry about this because I'm gonna get there one day or not. Before it might, it might be in my next lifetime. Okay. Like, what do you, what, what do you have to say about next lifetimes? Before you answer that, real quick, if I'm like in your class and if I answered this question, she said, she said exactly that. You were talking about matter and energy. When we die, the matter is, uh, is no longer there. 
and transformed. It's there. But your your energy is still both are always there. So let did her did her energy let me, let, transfer let to another analogy. body? No. Yes, of course. That's what I think reincarnation is, ah. and I think it's a possibility. Did I get a B? I think <laughs> the, hu the human experience is the vessel, the body. Right. Let me tell you something. What you said is very true. Energy, a matter, are not created nor destroyed. Okay. Right. I forgot what he said. What? Does, he does, does it transfer to another body? Because you were talking about reincarnation. And afterlife. And this afterlife. is what we're talking yeah. about. Like, what? Does it exist? I mean, I know Buddhists we believe don't have, in this. Okay. There's one thing about beliefs, or does it exist? And I'm no one, no near to say does it exist or not. Scientifically speaking, the probabilities are that it does. Because the energy keeps... And there's enough evidence of people that have recollections about past life or like you said you had deja vu what it's is energy. deja vu it's it's the feeling of experiencing something that you think you experienced it before and you probably have and mm -hmm. listen there's 10 to the 10 to the 120 probabilities scientists just last what week what the heck is the 10, 10 to the 10 to, 10 to the 120 bitch that is way the probability of that is nothing she's a chemist no, what is a great probability what's the 10 to the 10 to the 10,000 10 to the 10 to the did 120. Did you hear my stomach growling? Yes, I did. We need some spaghetti after this. Okay. Oh Wait, what did you Let's say? Let's get back to the subject. What is a 10 to the 10 to the 10,000? No, 10 to the 10 to the 1 to the 12, which is like 10 to the 1, 1,200. Okay. Probably there is. Scientists just proved that there's another galaxy where we have parallel universe, but that's quantum. That's too much, man. I know, but that's, I don't yeah. ask me shit like that. Okay, so then w now I, what I want to figure out me. do you believe in is well ghosts like is that was that the is that the leftover those energy, energy those are energy fields yeah. ghosts yes. aliens and so mythical that's creatures left, leftover energy from the human I don't know whether it's leftover but I know there's energy fields out there that are floating energy maintainers the whole universe is a globe of energy yes that's it's like cool. of course if energy can be created or not destroyed no matter let me give you an analogy let's say I die okay, okay. no which I will one day yeah one, one day. day we yeah, all will yeah, yeah. then we're not thinking you, about that today you bury though. me right there mm -hmm. in, in, in a very rose hills rose, Ro hills rose hills I like rose hills and I'll throw, in, I'll throw in a couple of, of things okay. in there for you so as the wood that makes the coffin decompose and mm -hmm. the body decompose mm -hmm. right everything that I was goes into the nutrients of the soil mm -hmm. and then the grass grows. grows and then comes a grasshopper a grasshopper invites a piece of the grass, which has my carbon atom, if you could label it. Okay. And it bites on it. And then comes a French person in business and takes the grasshopper, dips it in chocolates, and give it to you. You eating me out, bitch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! That's the best analogy ever! Oh, my God! Oh, my that God. That is called the law of conservation of matter You're and energy. You're eating mama. me out, bitch. <laughs> That's always been your 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 dream, huh, Vanya? Welcome to Chemistry Never. 101 with Vanya Valverde. Oh my gosh, that is wild! Like seriously, I find that explanation of science so. Beautiful. By the way, I've never eaten a chocolate-covered grasshopper, grasshopper, or I've never even a, what do they call in Spanish chapulines? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. There's a place in LA. Yeah, in Mexico, le llaman el chapulín corral. Chapulín. There's a place here in LA. My girl um, Bricia owns it. It's called Gelaguetza here in LA, and you can eat chapulines and mole. 
Yeah, and I heard they're they're supposed to taste like delicious. Yeah, they don't taste like anything. They're fried. What is he saying? What do you stop throwing signs up, Erika? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> no, we're good. Oh. <laughs> I've never had a, a grasshopper before. I never. I don't think I'll ever eat bugs unless I'm dying in the wilderness. <laughs> you know what? I think after a few shots of tequila, I would definitely go in on a couple of grasshoppers for sure. Okay. I know what Anthony's done with Ruby. What? Oh. What, what? I gotta hear this. I know. I, he said at the beginning of the semester, Ruby, I'm done with him. Why? Why? Why is he done with Ruby? Why? The levels of vasopressin went down. The levels <laughs> of what? The ninety. What? The ninety days is over. The three months is already surpassed. <laughs> no, but seriously, why, like let, let's talk about that because there's a lot of self help books that you know. Like I just finished reading an amazing book about single women, and it's just like, oh, it's, I feel like now that I talk to you, everything is science, but. Why does a man lose interest like all of a sudden in a woman? Because, because he got the cookie. Remember, he got the cookie. Yes, yes scientifically That's speaking. It. After the when man gets the, the man cookie, orgasm, the hormones that keeps human or animals because we're animals. I I take pride on that. I'm an animal. I'm an animal. The hormone that allows human to feel attachment decreases when a man has orgasm and increases when a man has an orgasm that's why if you sleep with him the first night he's going to lose interest in you to become a lifetime what if a man doesn't lose interest in you after you sleep with him that means he's interested in you i can honestly say i had a date last weekend i slept with her I love talking to her. I can't wait to see her again. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Testosterone levels are down. Mm -hmm. Your cytosine levels are a little bit up, but your vasoprin Mm -hmm. is shooting up. What's vasoprin? Okay, wait. Did you sleep with her? Yes. Yeah. About three times in 10 hours. Damn. Damn. (laughs) The bionic dick. (laughs) After me. (laughs) Shit. Who needs a doll when you need a man? Hey. Wow, no, but listen, I was talking to one of my buddies the other day. We went out and we were having a really good conversation. And he says, look, Roxy, now that you're single, you got to know something. He's like, it, let's just say you're out there, you're dating, which, you know, I've got on a few dates. I'm proud to say I don't got to announce See everything you? on Snapchat. And, um, and I've, to the 10 to the 120. And I've gone on a few dates. And um, he told me, he said, if you go out with it on a date with the guy, right, that like he's pursuing you, he finally convinces you, like, let me take you out. And you're like, OK, yes, like, I'll go on a date with you. He's like, let's just say that you guys um, like you don't hook up, you don't hook up or you do hook up. Like if you hook up with this guy and he still calls you and he still shows you the same interest, mm-hmm. the same quality of level dates, the date qualities don't go down, mm-hmm. right? He's interested in you. And he's and I said, what do you mean interested in me? He said he's interested in you and he's like looking at you as like a possibility to possibly be with you seriously. Yes. And I was like, because he's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Shut because, up. Uh, no, 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 no. What do you mean? Is it the hormones? Dopamine levels are up. I you knew just, it. Dopamines are shooting up. And dopamine start exciting oxytocin. The only reason why you're still interested is because that dopamine is driving you. You are in what we call, whether you fuck or not, uh-huh. you are in the dating Oh, get that voice. Dating? Uh-huh. What? In the dating stage. Dating dopamine stage. Dopamine is active. There's a lot of wisdom in... He keeps coming back. Man, vasopressin, which is what leads him to commitment. Right? That, what is that, a hormone? Yes. What is it called? Vasopressin. Vasopressin. Google it. Vasopressin. vasopressin. And oxytocin. Or Google the, the chemistry of love. Google the chemistry of love. Yeah. So It'll be va- like never the, ending. The vasopressin. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You know why all those things happen? It's nature way to make sure that we want to 
procreate. It's all about procreation. What? Anthony. Yeah. Yes. Why haven't yeah. you had any babies? You're really one in a million. I mean, it, I can go deep, but I can give you like a quick answer. <laughs> yeah, please. Give it like, how, how old are you? I would be 50 this year. Okay. 50. Why haven't you had a kids? I was career driven. I, I was traveling from city to city. The reason I, why I you haven't have kids is something else. It's because you're putting an end to that procreation cycle. I used condoms and got the hell out of town. And sometimes they say <laughs> we choose we choose that because we unconsciously. That's what he's trying to explain. He I know, was career driven. No. Unconsciously we think that our genetics shouldn't be procreated. No, that's bullshit. Because I, yeah. like if when people ask me that question too, mm. my answer is the same as yours. Right. I've been career driven. I've been I've been careful like a motherfucker. Right. I've never had a pregnancy scare. Hey, cue me. Seriously, you, you, I've never had a pregnancy scare. But if you, but you have cra- pregnancy cravings, and I, you were ready. No, I, I did, I did, but it never happened. It never happened. And Vanna knows this because she's my friend, and I've told her. But I've had baby fever since I was since a certain age. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. It still hasn't happened because now I don't even got a partner to do it with. But like, it's not because I don't think I'm I'm worth procreating. You I want to procreate, that, but that's natural selection. That's all there is to it. What's natural selection? Monogamy, my marriage, yada yada. (laughs) We can talk about all that thing. It's you know what rules you? The molecular level, the the wisdom, the the higher wisdom, the tantra, the the. I'm guided by God. Is that what you're saying? You have better words. Yeah. Well, so so I guess the radio. But do you think that you're gonna have kids one day, Anthony? Yeah. Until until the day day I die, I still have time. That's right, because men do men keep men keep producing, right? Or men, he, yeah, men keep depends, producing. Depends on the chemistry of the body, but he has time. That means I he's still. Time. You look fucking amazing, Anthony. Uh, for he's your handsome. Age. He's I would handsome. Be fifty. Like I would have never thought that. I thought for sure you were just November 40. what? Fourth. No, oh God, you're fourth. a Scorpio, Scorpio, huh? I'm a Scorpio. Oh God, Scorpios are my weakness. <laughs> but you know what? You've never been my the weakness, Scorpios Anthony. Scorpios are the most <laughs> sexual beings. But I know. I, all my ex boyfriends have been Scorpios. Mm. But Anthony, if you were, if I wanted you, you would have known that a long time ago. Ruby, and I probably would have already had Ruby, you. You better watch out, Ruby. Because Scorpios. <laughs> no, no, not, I'm not like, even. I'm just kidding. Anthony knows what's up. When a girl, when a can't, cancers and Scorpios are compatible, yeah, yeah, just so compatible. you know, like yep. extremely compatible. Okay, yep. this turned into like a horoscope. Okay. <laughs> conversation Vanet I love you I, we would give out your so, well, I want to give out your social media so people can Press follow you quest, okay, yes. okay what is your social media so everybody can follow you and get that <laughs> that one on one wait wait let's get a new game for Instagram because my Instagram is about traveling you know I'm all about traveling yes we know you love traveling how many countries have you traveled to 40 40 countries how many passports have you gone through oh mira como dos porque tengo 15 <laughs> no, what's what's your Instagram? It's at V as in Vanessa underscore travels underscore for F O R underscore fun F U N V V travels for fun. So V that is way too complicated. Yeah. I know. That's why I say let's make up a name. Anthony, come on. No, but you can, you can still no, follow no, no. her. Erica, you gotta give me a name. Okay, oh, listen, we're gonna think <laughs> we'll about that, that off the air. I've loved having you on air, conversing with you about just amazing conversations with your unique input. Girl because interrupted. What? Girl interrupted. Girl interrupted. Yes. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Risque with Roxy and Ruby.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.